This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And we're back inside Black and Gold. We're going to talk about running backs. I'm excited about it. Steve, are you excited about it? Yeah, it's one of the biggest battles we want to see this preseason and that we finally got it against another squad instead of, you know, just these practices against one another. And yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a, a disappointment against Houston. It was a, a good, uh, a measuring tool. I was, I was surprised to see uh, Dwayne Washington getting reps with that first team right away. Yeah. It, if you were watching the second half of that game, I hope you were interested in the RB three battle because it was really one of the only things worth watching outside of maybe, you know, the, the offensive line, but yeah, so let's just kind of set up what happened, which, you had all four running backs. They kind of came off in an order. And I think that that order is really indicative of kind of how they went in and how they were viewed in the pecking order so far, which Dwayne Washington came off the bench first. And I was not expecting that. I was expecting to see maybe a Tony Jones, maybe a Devon Zigbo, but it was Dwayne getting the first run at it. And he really had the run of the entire first quarter. He had that entire first drive. He ended up with nine carries for 19 yards, which I think the yardage total is a little disappointing. It's about 2.1 yards per carry. But yeah. I think that when you look at him, his, he really is a good receiver out of the backfield, and that's where he made his impact felt. He had uh, three catches, 18 yards, which is a team high, three catches. Um, and one of those was that screen pass for a touchdown that I thought was really, really well executed by both the offensive line, Eric McCoy, can't remember. Maybe it was maybe it was Throckmorton out there. I can't remember who the other guy was. Um, but Dwayne ran it really well. He was very patient. He got in the end zone. The only touchdown of the day. So he gets a lot of credit for that. I did think he kind of faltered a little as the game went on. He had a near fumble, which you know in the preseason a near fumble is still a fumble, and it doesn't hurt the team. But you know when you're going through tape, you're not going to miss that. Um, he got lucky. It bounced back into his hands. But that's still kind of a that's a that's a negative check mark. And then on a third and one, he had a chance to really just plow. And I don't know if he was trying to stutter, but it looked like he kind of lost his feet and he just kind of fell. And that's not a good look. So, you know, after a really good start, I thought he kind of dropped a little bit in my eyes. Tony Jones Jr. came on next. Seven carries, 27 yards. He also had a catch for 13 yards, which, you know, we've talked about his pass catching ability. He hasn't been perfect, um, but he looked good there. Then he kind of got the run until halftime. Next off the bench was Divine Zigbo, who, you know, I think he's the shiftiest of the backs. Eight carries, 26 yards. He had a couple catches, but he didn't really do much with it. I think he only had one yard, negative one yard receiving. And then Abram Smith kind of got the final run. He actually led the team in rushing at seven attempts for 30 yards. He had that one nice catch out of the backfield, but that fumble which really, 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 really is tough to see from a UDFA who's trying to fight for a roster spot. 
He's not going to get cut because he fumbled in the preseason opener, but it's now going to become a major point of emphasis and a teaching point, and he has to show that it's not going to be a thing. But so of those four running backs, who did you come away most impressed with, Steve? I would say Tony Jones Jr. just for the fact that uh, I thought all around I, I, I liked his game, uh, getting those uh, 3.9 yards of carry, 27 yards, and then he also chipped in in the, 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 the receiving game, which has been a, a big question, and I thought it was a nice 13-yard uh, gain he had there. And he just seems a guy that uh, he's running – well, he seemed to have good, decent vision out there on the field. And uh, I just feel like he, he's he got to prove more during these games because we saw what was, he was able to do in training camp last year and then come the regular season really vanished. And I know he had the ankle injury, but even after that, we just we didn't see much from him at all uh, out of his running back group. And I know it's this is obviously important to him as well. I think we mentioned last time, he has a lot of uh, shiftiness, I feel like, that can go along uh, with his uh, power. Not not so much power, but he's able to uh, get those tough yards. And uh, a guy that keeps fighting with the ball. He's a guy, you know, he's never struck me as a super fast runner. Like, I don't know if he's the most athletic runner out there, but he does get up to speed really quickly. And I think that's what helps him kind of be a kind of maniac in the hole when when you're got trying to tackle him and he's just bowling through you. I think there is a very specific talent there that is kind of hard to quantify. But he also had a couple kick returns and I actually thought that he looked good on those kick returns. And that's a, a good example of like that kind of short area quickness that I think he has. But yeah, I, I came away kind of I don't know if I was most impressed with Tony Jones, but I was most surprised by Tony Jones because I did not expect to be that impressed much like last year when I didn't expect to be that impressed with him in camp, and he ended up beating out Latavius Murray for that RB2 spot. Um, the guy, you know, and they all kind of do do things well, right? Uh, so if I'm kind of ranking it right now, I'm putting kind of Dwayne and Tony neck and neck for that, like at the top. Then I'm putting Divine next on the next line down, and then I'm putting Abram on the next line down. And I think that that's... Not a terrible place for Abram to be. He still has he still has time to kind of ascend. Because I think that when you kind of look at the structure of the team and you look at what's going to be needed out of that RB3 spot, which is like, okay, maybe Kamara misses a couple games. You need to either fill in behind Mark Ingram or fill in on the early downs. And if you think Dwayne can do that, then I, then I think the second running back you keep is Abram Smith because you don't have to trust him early on if you think you can trust Dwayne. If you don't think you can trust Dwayne as that RB3, then I don't think you can keep Abram because you need someone who you can put in that role that has a skill set that you trust. And I think that would have to be maybe a Divine Azigbo or Tony Jones. Now, one thing that Divine did that may not have gotten as much of attention, but I think is very important, he had two special teams tackles. I think they only had five in the game. And that role that RB3 role is going to have to play special teams. That's why Dwayne's going to make the roster is because he's going to be a special teams ace and that next name on the list is going to have to contribute there as well. So I think while Divine I don't think stood out and did anything spectacular in the run game although like I said I think he is the shiftiest runner, he's the best at making people miss in the hole. I think that if he can be a contributor on special teams then that is a big check mark in his column. And I think for a Zigbo too I'm interested to see if 
come this game against Green Bay if he does get elevated maybe to the ones to give to give him that opportunity as well instead of being put in and later in the game when some of the the second and third guys are in. Yeah, and and as we all know, you know that position's got to catch too. And I think Divine, every one of them showed they can catch. Uh, Big Irv says, yeah, it's four backs for one spot. I disagree with that. I think it's four backs for two spots, but one of those yeah, spots is going three to be backs Washington. for one spot. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, so it's four, it's three backs for one spot. It's four backs for two, but like Dwayne's going to be there no matter what. So it's kind of you're splitting hairs, but I do think there is a difference because two of those guys are going to make it. It's not just one. And Big Irv thinks it's going to be Abram. Uh, and, you know, I think that there's still a really good chance that it is Abram if he can prove that that was kind of a one-off and that fumble at the goal line. And here's what he had to say about it when he was asked um, in, the, in the locker room. Finally here, and this is what I'm doing. And, you know, the Judas came, but, you know, D-Wash and, and Tony Jones, they kind of just helped me, like, hey, shake it. You know, your first big hit, first hit, whatever it might be, um, just shake it. And that's exactly what I did. So... Like you said, first big game, but had a little bit of jitters, and it kind of just all went away. What advice did they give you after the fumble? Did any of the veterans come up to you right away? Yeah, just told me to shake it off, kind of like everybody does. Big brother type of mentality is what they did to me, and just shake it off. You learn, you know. Everybody, everybody has their like has their days, so you just got to go back and bounce back and practice. And you know, at the end of the day, um, nobody's perfect, but we're all going to work to be perfect. Yeah, I think that's kind of where you where you end up. You know, it was it was not. You know, I think Dwayne's fumble was actually more concerning because it wasn't like a great defensive play that caused it. Even though he got it back, I still think it was a little more concerning because, you know, I think that's a learning point for Abram. You know, I don't think at the college level you have guys as well equipped to just punch the ball out the way the way that the Texans defender did there. And, you know, he, that's a moment where it's like, yeah, you got to have two hands on the ball. You know, you can tell somebody that all day long. Uh, now it's going to be burned into into his brain. He's like, got to have two hands on the ball at the goal line because fumbling there is, it's not just a turnover. You are taking points off the board. That's at least three points, probably seven, because he set them up of like second and one or second and goal at the one. And, you know, that's just something you can't have happen. I, you know, I saw, I think there's some concern like, oh, well, you know, now they're going to, they're going to cut him. But it's like, he's not going to get cut because of that play. He's going to get cut if he comes out next week and he's in his own head and he fumbles again or he, he doesn't get anything done because he's trying to he's he's trying to be too sure with the ball and he doesn't he doesn't see a hole and, he, and he's late on some on some plays and some assignments. So like that's where you know it now adds a hurdle that might not have existed before because it's a concern in your mind that you didn't have before but um I think that he's got the right approach and I think he'll bounce back like he said. And yeah, this is going to be a, obviously another big game for him on Friday night. But these joint practices with the Packers, uh, I'm definitely to see, anxious to see how he responds there at well uh, because it's going to be a lot different not going up against the Saints defense this week. Yeah, and I won't be out at those practices, but you're going to have to let me know if like it, I have a feeling he's going to be walking around uh, the facility in the hotel with a ball <laughs> like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nonstop. Maybe, or maybe like the Tiki Barber, like high, high and tight kind of deal. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I, I just want to know uh, with with Abram Smith, those like I, I want to see that that linebacker mentality we've talked about, we've said of him, you know, I want to see him truck somebody and absolutely knock them off their feet. And he's he's got that small fire hydrant type of body, I guess you could say. Not very tall, but a, a thick running back. And he's another one, too, that has, I guess you would say, sneaky breakaway speed. He doesn't really have – you wouldn't consider him a, a fast running back. But if he gets out Abram. into the open yeah. – yeah, Abram Smith. He, I, I, he's just a guy that I see you could pull away. It's, and, pretty, and I just want to see more of more, – something like that from him instead of just, you know, talking about what he did at Baylor. I want to see more of it happening on the field now for the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to step forward, and I think he's going to get his chance. I'd like to see him run behind the first-team offensive line if that's possible. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing when you look at the second half of these preseason games. It's kind of disadvantage on disadvantage where you have your second-team or your third-team offensive line going against the backups to the backups on the other side. So it's like it can be a mirage at times because you're breaking tackles against people who aren't going to make the roster. You know, and that's why I'm, I am give a little more credence to what Dwayne did in the first quarter. He's going against, you know, maybe not the entire first team, but he's going up against NFL starting caliber players. Um, so I, I am interested to see if, you know, we're kind of talking about the order that they came out in as if that's kind of set in stone. I wouldn't be surprised if you see that kind of flip right. on Friday yeah, right. because of that, because it's not necessarily about, okay, this is the order and this is where they're going to come out. And it's like, okay, well, you, we saw what you look like against the first team offensive line. Here's, let's see who, how maybe Tony does, or maybe um, Divine or maybe Abram. So I think that's something that I'm interested to hear from Dennis Allen throughout the week, because he wouldn't really tell us any insight into, you know, what the first team guys are going to be ahead of this game. But I think he's going to have to be a little more open about kind of the, the phase one, phase two, phase three, uh, approach in in against the Packers, especially because they're going to be going against them in practice. I'm going to have to rewatch that tape because Reed's tell, saying up here that Abram Smith did truck somebody on an eight yard run last night. Yeah, he looked strong. Yeah. You know, he ran well. He had some really nice runs, and you know, da da said that too. You know, he ran behind his pads. He ran strong, but yeah, I mean, you can do a lot of good things, and this is what da said specifically. You can do a lot of good things, but if you put the ball on the ground, that's a major negative. Uh, and if it becomes a thing, if you if it becomes a point where you can't be trusted to hold on to the ball, it's really hard to keep you around. And so that's that's just going to be his job. But I think that I think that he's going to be fine, and we're going to learn a lot more about this room, and maybe maybe be able to trim a name um, off of off of that list uh, next week. Yeah, I I don't know because yet there wasn't that big of a separation. I thought. Still, from the three guys, I'm I'm still not putting Dwayne Washington in that mix just because I've we've talked about his role is pretty much solidified with the team. Even if it isn't the third number three running back, he's still going to have a role on special teams. But if on any of these other guys between Abram or a Zigbo or Jones Jr. 
it's still up in the air for me. I would, I, I can't. I, that's too close to call right now. That race, Roy Jones Jr. Um, I just <laughs> enjoy staying as Igbo so much that it's like it's going to be a bummer. But I think that if anyone fell, it was probably him, just because I didn't see the explosiveness. Like he's a big guy, but he doesn't run big. Like he doesn't run like a strong guy. He's the biggest running back of that group. He is the biggest and the and the and the heaviest, but he doesn't run like that. Like we saw more powerful runs from Tony and from Abram, and we saw Divine kind of trying to jitterbug his way around, which works at times and sometimes it doesn't. When it does work, it looks really really nifty and exciting. When it doesn't, you're still talking like two three yard loss, and that's that's where I think Divine kind of loses it for me because like you're a big dude, you just got to put your put your shoulder into somebody and just get two three yards. You mentioned his shiftiness too with a Zigbo, and I thought there was. I think it was in the third quarter run. It might've been the fourth, but it was like a six or seven yard gain. And he, he made, he remade a real nice move to make the defender look foolish. And I, you know, I, I'm just anxious to see more of him with more with the, with a first team kind of offense to give him a, a shot. And not, like I said, completely write him off the, the other guys, they did their job as well, but I just, I can't give you, the, that pecking order to me is still obviously not set. And, and then this week with Green Bay is going to big and obviously the, the next two games as well. Yeah, and I mean, I think when we when I say we might be able to eliminate a name, it's going to end up probably being because, okay, maybe Mark Ingram gets some reps in the second game and you'll still only have four names and one guy doesn't get in. You know, one guy's only on special teams and that's going to be an indicator that, you know, they're starting to separate. But yeah, that, that's going to be, I think that's where we can wrap that up because we, there's only so much we can say. We've talked so much about the running backs, but it's always going to be the interesting battle. And I think that Abram's going to be fine, but he needs to clean it up. He needs to figure that out. He needs to hold on to the Dern ball and, uh, and we'll get it done. I want to know what his mom's going to tell him because she said, you know, be the hammer, not the nail. Yeah, he was both last night. But that's going to be it for that segment. Again, you're listening to Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. If you haven't already, make sure to head over to wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Overcast. You know, that's also a weather system. Um, and hit, hit the subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. Give us a rating and a review and let us know, you know, what we're doing that you hate, what we're doing that you like, what we can do differently. And uh, we'll try to uh, take that seriously. We're actually All on right. the Odyssey app now, too. We are. We're on the Odyssey app. That's so exciting. The company we work for has finally Woo-hoo. put us on their own app. Go check it out. We're going to come back, and I'm going to try to talk you off the cliff about Trevor Penning for a while. We're going to hit on some more news and notes from the week as we get into the next week of the preseason. Stick around.